what I love about Nicole. She is a mother who plays, really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Dad, you're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. She's He's very, very competitive. So I'll tell Charlie what's happening, and Cassie, you then hand him the envelope. I just get nervous. Can you unserve? What do you mean, like take it back? Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Marriage Story 2019 is an American comedy drama, film written, directed, and produced by Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach is one of these, uh, what some people would say is like auteurs um, of cinema that I actually am not too familiar with. He has a couple of uh, stories under his belt that some people might know other than I. Original screenplays such as The Squid and the Whale, 05. Uh, he wrote Margaret at the Wedding in 07. Francis Ha, 2012, While We're Young, 2014, Mistress America, 2015, and The Meyerowitz Stories, 2017. And I have seen zero of those. But after watching Marriage Story, 2009, uh, 2009 2019, what year is it? Um, Marriage Story, 20, uh, 2019, uh, I'm going to have to reconsider that because this, wow, was, this is what I look for in cinema. Um, sometimes I say that, like, you know, this is why I like to watch movies, or this is why I like to review movies, or this is why I'm interested in shooting uh, video-like movies. I'm a videographer, so um, this, I could never shoot anything like this because it is written, acted, directed like nothing I've seen this year, obviously, um, but in a couple years. Um, some of the pros for this, uh, the acting, the casting. I'm not going to release everybody who's in this movie if you don't know too much about this movie, which I didn't know. I, I saw only a couple of memes of Adam Driver, like look, what looked like he was yelling at uh, Scarlett Johansson. I was like, oh God, I'm not, I'm not really sure if I'm ready for this. It's kind of one of those things that uh, if you know the entire story, do you want to go through with it? And if you know the entire story, you know that Marriage Story 2019... Uh, small uh spoiler alert on what the actual movie is about just like if you don't want to know anything just come right back to it but this movie is about uh the divorce of a married couple and uh wikipedia says this specifically a married couple going through a coast-to-coast divorce because the geography of this divorce is very uh relevant to what's going on in this uh movie so um yeah, like I said, the pros, the, the t- two main actors in this are powerhouse performances led by uh, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, as well as uh, the, the young boy. Um, they have a young son named, uh, his real name is Isaiah Robertson, I believe. And I've never seen this kid in anything, to my knowledge. Um but he was excellent in this. I was I was very surprised with along these two 
massive performances that he was able to still hold his own. So I will leave a little credence to the director as well, because um, Noah Baumbach directs the hell out of this movie. I think it's perfectly well paced. You understand the dynamics of this family. You understand that there's not really a bad guy. You see the inner workings of the judicial court system, of how it inflicts possibly more stress and pain and financial pain and burden among these two people that honestly uh, are quite amicable on most terms. And so um, the majority of this movie, you know, they aren't yelling at each other. This is not your typical relationship falling apart where they're constantly bickering at each other and whatnot. There's, you can see some genuine, um, uh, I mean, love within these two characters. And uh, honestly, it really felt like these uh, two actors were uh, getting a real-life divorce. And a lot of this movie feels like it's somewhat in the perspective of uh, the child in some, some sense. Um, but yeah, I absolutely was blown away by the performances and just the way that this movie's structured it's not your typical uh it's called a you know like a it's not it's like the opposite of a rom-com because it's definitely got this like dark comedic element to it because because this is such a heavy topic you need to have this other counterbalance of you know the occasional joke or these really great side characters that really embellish the plot as well um so yeah i was really impressed by pretty much all of the acting and performances all across the board no no quibbles about it as a matter of fact i don't have hardly any quibbles about this movie at all i mean the uh, score um a lot of people were praising the score and i think the score does exactly what it needs to do and kind of giving you these subtle cues and i think if i remember correctly there isn't any soundtrack music use it's all score uh i assume it's originally composed but um who is it uh score i don't see who the score is by let me see if i can find it music by randy newman okay i haven't heard of this guy before or if i have i'm not familiar with it him ragtime awakenings uh natural leatherheads pleasantville meets parents cold turkey sea biscuit um, scored nine. Oh, he scored nine Pixar animated films: Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story Two, Toy Story Three, Monsters University, Toy Story Four. Oh, he's done tons of stuff for. Yeah, he knows. He knows his stuff. So, um, yeah, this movie was incredible. Now, let me see if there's anything else I want to talk about in the spoiler-free section, real quick. Um, yeah, the editing in this is really sharp. It's it's. I guess most of the time when I expect some of these rom-coms to just be kind of, you know, half-baked a little bit, I, like somewhat like a Hallmark movie, you know, overacted, not very well written, the acting's too uh, indulgent, you know, it's overdramatic. This is exactly the opposite of all of that. It feels like it, you know, powerhouse acting, amazing directing. They're not really indulging in the characters. There's a couple of campy performances from some of the side characters, but honestly, I feel like you really need some of those side performances to balance out how uh, how um, strenuous this relationship can be at some time. Uh, you know, sometimes. Um, 
let's see it sh this movie shifts perspective between both of the characters pretty seamlessly i really love how they did it and a lot of the scenes it would show maybe like a day or a week with one of the characters and their struggle of uh what this divorce is kind of weighing on them and how who they have to talk to the legal process their personal process and how all of that works um and then it'll show both of the characters coming together in some sort of scene and then it'll switch perspectives again and you'll go with uh either the wife or the husband or the the one you weren't following originally and so it switches from you know the husband's perspective to the wife's perspective throughout the movie and it's uh, pretty seamless in the way it does it. I was really impressed. I don't think I've seen too many uh, movies that I've consciously realized that that's what was going on. Um, like I said, this is a very geographical-based uh, movie. She is, uh, her name's, ne Scarlett Johansson's character's name is Nicole, and she is, her family is originally from L.A., and he is originally from New York. And so very a big part of this movie is how their... Um, their jobs are keeping them kind of held down to these uh, pieces of America and or, or, or the state specifically because New York is very heavily involved in um, uh, the theatrical part of, you know, Broadway and theater and play and L.A. is very much uh, kind of the opposite of that. It's very much television, movies and that other type of media and so they're living in two very different worlds in a way, you know. Um, but I don't want to give away too much of the structure of the plot because the more you find out just watching it, you're like more engrossed. I really do feel like uh, the more information you find out this about this uh, marriage and how it goes down and how the how the people around them act. I thought that was a lot of fun just to hear how other people were reacting to this marriage. Um, there's, you know, points in the points in the film that they uh like charlie the husband is a successful theater director and he directs a lot of the plays that she is in and so the uh entire theater everyone that is uh all the actors and all the you know grips and all all the people there know about this divorce and they kind of talk in a way that is like fourth wall breaking. It's like the camera will like hover between all of the actors and we'll hear like these side conversations of what they think about the divorce and how it's going down. And so it's a very uh, unique way of kind of giving a fourth wall breaking uh, way of explaining what's going on and what other people think about this uh, divorce, especially from the, the theater side. Um, let me see if there's anything else we got to... Um it's very much a movie about gaslighting and uh you know jealousy and uh, you know selfishness i unfortunately sometimes saw parts of myself in this movie and i was like oh my gosh you know i gotta work on that and i you know i can't be so self-indulgent and this movie might have a way of uh showing you a little bit of uh self-reflectiveness if that makes sense you know you might see yourself in some of these characters for better or for worse you know and uh i was 
uh, going in, I was like, oh, am I going to see too much of, you know, myself or someone I know in there or vice versa or people, you know, friends, family, et cetera. And I don't think there's tons of qualities and traits that they really apply to Scarlett Johansson's character specifically, um, because I do feel like overall the movie leans toward her side just a tad bit, but, um, that's only for just uh, kind of details. I'll leave into uh, spoilers. So let's talk about Marriage Story 2019 in the spoiler section. So we're in the spoiler section for Marriage Story. I want to talk about these side cameos real quick about uh, my favorite cameos within the movie. Wallace Shawn has some of the most hilarious lines. Kind of wish he was uh, in it a little bit more. Um Laura Dern as one of the bulldog lawyers and Ray Liotta, his scene, his introduction scene fucking had me almost in tears. I, I was almost in tears. I was in tears in multiple t- parts of this movie. <laughs> I was like Charlie when they were describing all of the uh, going to movies and stuff like that and how many times you cried. I probably cried twice, but I was uh, I was crying once because I was laughing so hard at the Ray Liotta scene. He was like, all right, first of all, this 25 grand, then we're going to take your kids' funds, and then we're going <laughs> to take your wife, and then they're going to... They, I mean, they really showed you from that perspective that he was like, both of them really were amicable at the beginning. And uh, hold on, let me get a little bit of this, uh, this dink, dinkachine coffee. So let me back up just a little bit. The first scene we have with Laura Dern, it's very slow and methodical about the way that she's kind of, you know... Uh, getting cozy with Scarlett Johansson's character. I mean, she takes her shoes off. She offers her tea. She's, you know, kind of indulging her and just listening in something that it doesn't seem that uh, Charlie was really seemed to be interested in doing. And so um, the the whole fact is that whole slow-moving five... It was almost like a five-minute scene of Scarlett Johansson just unraveling her, fing, uh, her feelings of... Uh, about Charlie, and then at the very end, she's like, "Oh yeah," and I think he cheated. And then Laura Dern's like, "Fuck him!" And so I think it's at that moment that Laura Dern's like, "All right, we need to take him, take him to court. He's been, she needs to keep that as her secret weapon, you know, uh, Deus Ex uh, uh, affair." And so I think the affair is what puts the ball in her court the majority of the movie, and not in his he clearly is a workaholic and he enjoys his work and doesn't seem to really have a big perspective on how she feels about you know her work and him uh directing her for you know for better or for worse i mean that the very first scene we see uh the very first scene once we realize they're getting a divorce that they um they still have to go through the process of critiquing or he has to critique her as a director and so she's just you know torn up by that and can't be upset in front of him and so I think one of the things was she doesn't like crying on stage but like immediately I mean she's crying throughout this entire movie I mean I felt so bad for I just wanted to give her a hug I felt so you know helpless and so um yeah the the performances right there are where you realize from from that point you realize it's uh its own. And so he's controlling, he's manipulative in ways, he he kind of gives false promises. Um, 
this movie specifically, um, I'm just kind of going down my list of uh, stuff. This movie is a movie about movies and people in uh, high places in the movie industry world like movies about movies. So let's just say uh, La La Land was a movie about movies that, you know, they love that. That almost got a picture of the year. Um, The conversations behind the studios are hilarious. Um, They're talking about if the... if the shows that are being portrayed in there are environmentally accurate, and then uh, this guy is like, "Oh hell no, they're not. Nothing." <laughs> he said, "It's all fucked," <laughs> and uh, I was I was cracking up because it feels like this movie is not only making a movie about movies, but it's also it's got a little bit of Broadway. It's 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 shot in a way that almost feels like a play, and sort of in a play, more more like a theater play, and. Uh, then with with the long takes and stuff like that um but then other scenes are just uh, amazing uh like like the comedy this random guy passes when they're behind the studio and uh he's like oh yeah we're definitely gonna kill them off it's just like it's just like the most random conversations that you probably would hear behind the, the studios uh but it's still hilarious to hear it nonetheless um Charlie gives false promises within her career and personal life, saying that, you know, he'll encourage going out to L.A. a little bit more, but yet he didn't want to accept any of the jobs or opportunities that were happening there. You know, there there seemed like ample opportunity for him to have turned around. And uh, turn around, and I, I, I think my only critique about this movie is that I kind of wanted to see, like, there, there, there definitely felt like there was like a three month period that we missed during this movie. It felt like we witnessed the majority of, you know, the very final good bits of their marriage through that early intro, almost like a montage of them explaining, you know, the letters that they wrote to each other um, about why she's a good mom, why he's a good dad, why they're good people, that type of thing. And just like, there seemed to be a part where they still seemed like they were able to i don't know i hmm i i really do feel like there was 3 months that like they should have tried to go to the therapist a little bit more i felt like there was only one real scene of the therapist and they wrote each other letters about it but it seemed like we we're at the very back end of the therapy and not at the very front end at the therapy. If we were at the front end of the therapy sessions and we could see how these therapy sessions were going along, um, it might change my perspective just a little bit because it seemed like they went straight from um, they were happy and they were having a great time and they became kind of indulgent in their work and they wanted to become uh, more involved in their work to just being separated. And there was no tearing apart. It just kind of seemed like just like it all of a sudden was like, all right, we're getting a divorce. And it's kind of slowly revealed at the very end that they they aren't having sex. And we don't see them ever having sex, I think, throughout this entire movie, which is pretty pretty powerful for some uh, a story, or for a story, for a, a relationship b- between 
two on-screen couples to have such a strong bond and them not even have hardly any physical connection. I mean, I I don't think that's always necessary, but it's quite impressive, honestly. Um, But yeah, so let me see anything else that we wanted to cover through this. Um, Get a little bit of coffee while we're doing this, too. A couple of small things that I wanted to just uh, touch on. Scarlett Johansson, so phenomenal. Also, Adam Driver, I've seen him in... I did not see him in Girls, but I saw him in, uh, obviously, Last Jedi. I saw him in The Force Awakens. I've seen him in all these, uh, and I'm going to see him pretty soon in the uh, the new Rise of Skywalker. What the hell have the, these directors been doing with uh, this guy? I mean, <clears throat> I, you know, excuse me, but uh, Adam Driver is a phenomenal actor, and... Uh, I was not ready for that. I saw him in Black Klansman, and he had pretty good comedic timing then, but I didn't know he had the range. The range for this guy is through the roof. I was like, you know, I I have, uh, you know, an affinity for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and I thought he did it, you know, good. I always thought he was just playing that character, and honestly, I wasn't too fond of the uh, the actor at that point. But once I saw him start to show a little bit of range within... Uh, Black Klansman, and uh, I saw that he had, a, you know, way more way more range in this. And I think I've seen him in something else. I don't, I don't remember what else, what else I saw him in. But uh, let me see, Lincoln. I uh, did not see him in that. Um, George Mish No, I haven't seen him. I I don't know. I th- I thought I saw him in something else other than uh, other than that. But um. I was really impressed with him in this movie, and y'all need to start using this guy and stuff. Like, oh, I forgot that I saw a little bit of Silence. I think he was in. I don't think that was a great movie, if I remember correctly. I didn't see the full thing, but I'm not going to critique it off of just that. But I know he's he he can just embody uh, different styles of characters, whether he's you know this you know space samurai or if he's a. a you know, uh, a priest in, in Japan, you know, it's, or, or if he's a, a suburban dad in LA or New York or, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is this guy can, you know, really embody the character, but he has to have the direction and he has to have the writing, uh, you know, appropriately with it. I mean, this guy was singing at the end of this movie. I was like, whoa, I was like, and it's a pretty long take. It's not like several different edits like the the editors is like fuck it let's let it roll and so uh i was just like holy shit this guy can do it all (laughs) like and y'all are completely underutilizing him in all these star wars movies i was i like i like i liked him as like a if i gave him a rating it'd be like a seven out of ten on those but dude this guy can fucking act his ass off like use him like god my Atlanta, just taking your sweet ass time with it. I really hope he brings the chops. Um, but yeah, both of these are powerhouse performances, and same thing for Marvel. Marvel's used Scarlett Johansson's physicality and, um, you, you know, uh, her performance, you know, pretty well. And I know that she's coming out with another movie, I think, on Disney Plus. But this is how you use these people. This is how you you use this actress, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, it's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, keep an eye on the uh, 
young kid too. I think he's uh, up and coming if he continues. Uh, Aziz Robertson. I apologize if I said that wrong. Um, anything else? Uh, the the comedy in this can't be unstated enough. I just thought it was there's some funny ass lines that come out of some really dark humor. Like uh, he's like he's talking. Uh, Adam Driver's talking to Charlie's talking to his lawyer, and he's like, his lawyer says, "If I were representing you," and then he stop, he stops Bert, and he's like, "You are representing me, Bert." And he's like, at that point, he knew he had to get Ray Liotta back. He was like, "Fuck this! This guy is fucking sitting here telling me jokes, and he's you know hanging out with me like like my grandpa." It's like. This is not what I paid for ten, you know, ten grand. I, you know, I'm gonna have to get the big bucks. I'm not even sure if the big bucks got him what he wanted at the very end. So, uh, yeah, some great direction throughout this movie. The gate closing scene when they're trying to close Scarlett Johansson's gate, and it that's when they switch the perspectives as well. Oh, just tore my heart out seeing you know you see both of their faces real quick as Adam Driver and. Uh, Scarlett Johansson are moving the gate closed and they don't they don't even get to say anything it just closes and uh, you know some great small details in this movie like her slipping down the stairs ends up becoming a major plot point at the very end it's like whoa it's like I was not expecting that I was not expecting uh, Adam Driver's proclivities just to come out of nowhere you know when they're having this big argument or something like that and when he's walking out of the door he he has to turn off the lights in her own house because he's still so energy conscious and even though he's mad he still turns off the lights before he slams the door it's like that is some amazing I don't I want to know if that was in the writing the directing or who decided to do that because I was almost applauding at that point I was like this is what makes people feel real it's these small little character traits and minute details that make you feel endeared to them and um, I could not you know I could not recommend this enough to you know just about anybody I feel like unless you and your spouse are going through something like this I don't know if you'd want to do that to yourself but um, maybe why something a little bit more happy but this it it ends so beautifully even though it's a it's a divorce like i i really was satisfied with how this movie um worked um let me see anything else uh adam driver in some of those scenes when he's uh there's some small scenes where he's maybe listening in on scarlett johansson and uh, their son having you know a small conversation and it's kind of clear that his son is definitely leaning towards uh, hanging out with his mom more than his father and prefers hanging out with her and then there's just like small scenes where he's like yeah I'm, all my friends are in LA all my family except you are in LA it's like like the 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 son is so young he doesn't understand and honestly even if you were 20 years old I don't think you would understand um, just what kind of I don't know what that does to you as a, a person and as a father and seeing Adam Driver go through that just kind of recontextualizes a lot of things in uh, my life personally. I'm just like, whoa, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been as harsh or, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that, that type of thing. And it really does help maybe some reevaluations. But I mean, obviously, the, the son's very, very young and some some scenes so yeah i'm gonna hip out of here so y'all take it easy i appreciate you sticking around for marriage story check out look uh look at our podcast everything you know the twitch the youtube the facebook the instagram the 
all the good stuff, all the popular podcasts, you know, we got them all coming out. We just finished Watchmen 2009 review. It's coming up. The new HBO streaming service for Watchmen is uh, finishing up. Uh, I'm actually recording it the night of the finale, so it hasn't happened, but it's been an amazing ride. I'm going to do a, a review of the entire series instead of a breakdown of each one, so... Be sure to check that out. We have The Irishman 2019 and uh, Eyes Wide Shut, a retro review of 1999. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick's movie, and Mr. Robot, one of my favorite shows on television. If you have not watched Mr. Robot, go back. Uh, Amazon Prime has got it. If you got Amazon Prime, go watch that. Um, at least in the States it is. If you don't, you know what to do. Find it on wherever you can. and. Check it out. Go back on the review. Let me know what you think. It's coming to an end. We still got a couple more weeks, but it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Hopefully it comes in for a nice landing. We don't want to do another Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, what else do we have? The Shining, 1980. We have Terminator, Dark Fate, 2019. Doctor Sleep, 2019. And Jojo Rabbit, 2019. Another great Scarlett Johansson uh, flick. She's had a particularly good year for... Uh, uh, you know, movies, and so, yeah, check that out, Lighthouse 2019, all the good, all the popular movies, check them out, thank you, we couldn't do without you, the support, paypal.me slash podcast, thank you, and take it easy. Together. If we start from a place of reasonable, and they start from a place of crazy, when we settle, we'll be somewhere between reasonable and crazy.